For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander, he's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston, I'm Jack Dempsey, there's no one like me. I'm from their claw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious. I want your heart, I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawksbeat Podcast, episode number 70, season 7. It's your man, E-Dub. Welcome, welcome in, old and new listeners. We're glad that you... Uh, decided to stop by on our little place on the interweb. <laughs> We're going to talk a little Hawks basketball. Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, game three went down tonight in the city of Atlanta. And uh, I guess we could call this the Chris Middleton game. I mean, my gosh. My guy was just, he was incredible tonight. Hawks get the loss 113-102. to 102. Middleton goes for 38 points, 15 to 28 shooting, uh, 15 to 26. He was just special tonight. Uh, Hawks have a unfortunate, uh, unfortunate injury to Trey Young. He, he turns an ankle and has to sit out for a crucial part of the game, but it didn't even really seem to matter because Chris Middleton was getting anything and everything he wanted, but. Uh, before we dive into the game and I uh, get some takeaways, uh, just real quick, want to encourage you guys to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Go by Apple Podcast and give us a five-star rating and tell us what you love about the show. We greatly appreciate it. It really helps us out. Also, retweets and reshares are appreciated when you see the links on our social media. What is our social media? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Our social media is at Hawksbeat. Make sure you follow us uh, there on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just search for the Hawksbeat. Um, let's jump right into it, man. Series is now two to one. Milwaukee has flipped uh, home court advantage back into their favor. They did what they had to do for a second game in a row. Uh, Going back to State Farm Arena, it was a packed house. It was ruckus. And the Hawks got off to a very big lead, actually. Um, 
the biggest lead actually tonight was at 15 points. I believe that was sometime in the first half. Um, it may have even been in the first quarter, but they come out, you know, gangbusters, you know. Clint Capella's getting some breakaway dunks, and, you know, Trey Young is hitting some shots. Trey Young goes 6-9 in that first quarter. And the Hawks are rolling, man. Even Bogey, you know, knocking down some shots. Herders coming off to a good start. They're just – they looked really good offensively in that first quarter. But I will tell you this. You have to credit the Bucks. You have to credit the Bucks because they withstood that first blow. They withstood that first blow. And sometimes when you're on the road, everybody's excited. The crowd was ready to roll anytime the Hawks did anything. The Bucks were just – Slow and steady, slow and steady, and uh, you have to credit them, man. They didn't, they didn't let it get away from them in the first quarter. I thought that one of the things that was going to be the Bucks' Achilles' heel to me was going to be the amount of three pointers that they took, and at least in these last two games, I, and I have to, I'll look at the numbers, but uh, it seemed like they made an intentional. They made it intentional to really get that inside scoring. They made it intentional to get that inside scoring. And the points in the paint were just ridiculous. The points in the paint were, uh, it was ridiculous, man. Uh, they were just kind of getting whatever they wanted in the paint. First quarter, they only took five threes. Uh, five threes, they missed all of them. <laughs> they missed all of them. Uh uh, and, and then conversely, the Hawks took 13 threes, but they made six of those. So um, you finish the first quarter, the Hawks are only up by five. And I thought even though the Hawks were up by five, I thought kind of that was a win for the Bucks. to be honest with you, to be completely honest with you, because the Hawks had a big lead at one point. I'm not a big believer of having, you know, big leads and, and believing at teams once you get up by 10 or 15, especially in the first quarter. You know, it can be very deceiving, very deceptive. Second quarter, I thought the Bucks settled in. Again, didn't shoot a ton of threes like they normally do. They shot nine. The the Hawks shot nine. You know, Hawks made four of them. The Bucks made three of them. So they're not just going crazy shooting all of these type of ill-advised three-pointers. Giannis was really good in that second corner. Uh, five of seven shooting, 11 points in that quarter. And a lot of his points uh, coming from inside the paint, man. Uh, Lopez uh, didn't really take any shots, but I thought he was a presence down low. Middleton and Holiday, to me, they did a lot of driving to the hoop. Uh, a lot of putting pressure on the defense when you drive to the hoop. And to me, I thought the Hawks, even though, they, you know, I thought they settled for a lot of jump shots. I thought they settled for a lot of jump shots going into halftime. But, <clears throat> you know, it, it kind of just is what it is, you know, as far as um, the the game flow is concerned. One thing of note, John Collins picks up two early fouls. And has to get into foul. He gets into foul trouble, and has to sit for some time. Only plays four minutes in that second quarter. I thought that was big. I thought it was big because I thought you really need John Collins with his skill set and what he does. Listen, um, Gallo came in and played well. Gallo played that whole second quarter. Uh, 
played all 12 minutes, scored nine points. He was the the Hawks' leading scorer in that quarter. But uh, I still would have liked to see John out there, even though, you know, he got into foul trouble. And I understand you got you got to be careful with the fouls. Got to be careful with the fouls. You don't want him picking up three. Then he's really going to have to sit. So um, you end up going into the half tied up 56 to 56. And, and so the thought process is, man, like John Collins is, has played 13 minutes. And, you know, he's got three fouls. You know, he's got three fouls. And you just wanted to come out and be on, be able to be on the floor. And I thought that third quarter, uh, going into the third quarter, a lot of people were upset at Nate. A lot of people were upset at Nate with how little John played in that third quarter. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, tell me what you think about that. Tell me what you think about that. I've, I've seen a lot of varying opinions on that. Uh, John Collins played 49 seconds in the third quarter. That's tough. That's tough. Like he's got the three fouls. I understand that he's got the three fouls, but I don't know. Gallo kind of had it going a little bit, you know. So I mean, you can still play him with Gallo. I mean, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of flexibility you can play with JC. I, I don't. I don't understand why uh, they kept him on the bench as long as they did. In my personal opinion, but I'm not the coach, you know. I saw a lot of fans. And again, fans are very emotional after games. So, you know, kind of take away the crane of salt. You know, folks are like, oh, all of a sudden, Nate McMillan's not a good coach. All of a sudden, nobody wants Nate McMillan to be the coach uh, full time. It's very funny. But like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Just relax. Like, relax. You know what I mean? But, um, I mean, if if you're going to question some of Nate's moves, I think that's one that is fair. Uh, I think that one is fair to be questioned. Uh, a lot of people are questioning uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich's play time. Uh, Bogey play. How long did Bogey play tonight? Bogey Bogey logged thirty five minutes on that one leg. Three of sixteen shooting, two of ten from downtown with eight points, and um, he had three steals. But a lot of people, after they seen a healthy Cam. Been been calling for Cam Reddish. I'm not going to say one way or the other. I'm just telling you what I've seen on the timeline and what a lot of the fans are saying. Um, in my opinion, would I, would I scratch Bogey's minutes and give some of those minutes to Cam? <sighs> I'm going to be honest with y'all, man. I really don't know. I really don't know what I would do. Because I think we're, we're, I think we're taking for granted the fact that Cam has not played in four months. Yes, Bogey's dug it out. Yes, Bogey is um he, he he's out there on one leg. It's like, man, is is that the only option you have? You know <laughs> another, <laughs> another thing Hawks fans were very uh, displeased with was the play of Solomon Hill. Uh was the play of Solomon Hill. They were not a fan of Solomon Hill's play tonight. And um a lot of fans let it be known. So what do you do? Do you keep logging those minutes with bogey over 30 plus minutes? I thought that was kind of a lot. That was kind of a lot for a guy with one leg and he's not making shots. Um, I, I, I don't know guys, because I really, I really, I, 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 again, I see this from a different angle and I don't want to just throw cam reddish out there just to throw cam reddish out there. You know, I understand you got to try to win a ball game, 
But my fear is, and I guess I'm kind of gun shy. I guess I'm kind of gun shy after seeing what happened with Kevin Durant. I don't want to get out there and, you know, he starts playing decent and then, you know, you, you play him and then something else happens. You know, and I understand that's no really that's no way to think as a coach, but um, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I don't think it probably could hurt to give Cam some burn, but, you know, that's that's not for me to make. So anyway, third quarter again, I, I thought the third quarter was pretty even for the Hawks and Bucks. The Hawks scored. Um, 29 to Milwaukee's 27 in that quarter. Uh, fairly even. You know, again, um, Milwaukee taking nine threes in the quarter. The Hawks taking seven threes. Uh, after the game, uh, and this was kind of in the fourth quarter when the Hawks went cold, um, McMillan was like, look, you know, his overwhelming theme in the post game was like, I thought they got I thought we got good shots. You know, I thought we got open looks. They were just not making shots, you know. The fourth quarter rolls around and that is the quarter when Trey rolls his ankle and um they definitely they definitely missed him. <laughs> to say the least when he rolled that ankle. Uh Lou Will did the best he could, but uh in the six and a half minutes that he played in the fourth quarter, he just managed uh Two points and two assists, you know, and I'm, this isn't a bang Lou. We know what Lou Williams is at this point in his career, all right? A surprising note looking at the stats, and I didn't realize it <clears throat> until I got the game book in front of me. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich played the whole fourth quarter, which is interesting to me, you know. Uh, we know he's thugging it out, you know, on one leg. Uh, also of note, Clint Capella did not play in that fourth quarter. Um, Onyeko Kongu has some good minutes. Uh, six minutes and 55 seconds. John Collins played a little bit more in that fourth quarter, played eight and a half minutes. Uh, it appeared that he wanted to keep Gallo in there for offensive purposes, but um, nobody was hitting shots, man. Nobody was hitting shots. Trey Young comes in after the injury, tries to uh, thug it out, but Nate McMillan was like, nah, he just he didn't have that burst. He didn't have that thing going. And so instead of, you know, risking uh, further injury, he made the right call to get Trey up out of there. And um, what else can you say but Chris Middleton happened? <laughs> Chris Middleton happened. And sometimes, listen, guys, sometimes you don't need all the pro- prognostication. Sometimes you don't need all of the stats and you don't need a stat book and you don't need anything other than to know that this guy, Chris Middleton, number 22, was special tonight. He was special. And just like you give props to Trey Young when he goes for 48 and 13, just like you give props to Durant when he goes off, Chris Middleton had one of those nights tonight in Atlanta. So I understand you're probably mad if you're a Hawks fan and you're probably mad at the refs and mad at coach and this, that, and the other. But let me tell you something. You better give Chris Middleton his props. Chris Middleton went 8 of 13 in that fourth quarter, 4 of 6 from 3, scored 20 points, which was more than the entire Hawks team. Hawks scored 17 points in that fourth quarter. 17 points. Chris Middleton had 20. Get that man his props. Give that man his props. Yes, I know you don't like it. You're down 2-1. I understand that. But you got to give 
Chris Middleton his props. That man brought his hard hat and he went to work. Somebody asked Nate after the game, what do you do when a guy is going like that? He says, well, what you want to do is you want to throw uh, uh, additional bodies at him. You want to try to double him. You want to get physical with him. But he said, but by the time we tried to get to him, the ball was already up in the air and the bucket was through the net. Like, like there was nothing with, like there was nothing he could do. Like if there was something he could do, I'm pretty sure Nate would have done it. <laughs> it's not that easy to solve. This is not NBA 2K. Chris Middleton, 20 points in that final quarter, and he was special tonight. Uh, finishing with 38, it's crazy. He finishes with 38 in the night he had. It almost dwarfs the night that Giannis had, which was 33 and 11. I thought Giannis was really good tonight. I thought Giannis was really good. 13 of 21, uh, did a lot of scoring in the paint, and uh <laughs> Just got to tip your cat to Milwaukee, man. They flipped the home court advantage. And now, when you look at it, in the totality of things, and we're closing this segment, in the totality of things, when you're talking about takeaways, you're talking about takeaways, now that game two where you kind of mailed it in and kind of were just happy that you got the split, now your backs are really up against the wall. Right? Now your backs are really up against the wall. And uh, you're you're playing in a must win a must win game, and your star player is going to have a sore ankle. Now after the game, Trey said it's still sore. Um, he let the media know that he's going to get an MRI tomorrow. He's going to get some treatment tomorrow, and you just go from there. You'll just go from there. Um, as we are updated as the media, um, I will update those. Who follow me on Twitter at uh, Hawksbeat, and uh, we'll just see. We'll just have to see, man. Um, I thought, again, a big stat tonight, points in the paint. The Bucks 56, the Hawks 13. 56 to 34 points in the paint tonight. They dominated there. They dominated there. And that's something that the Bucks trip traditionally don't do. Like, they should, they just out here, they, they just going to live and die by these threes. And I thought going into the series, that's what they was going to do. But credit Coach Bud, he made whatever changes. He was like, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't shoot 100,000 threes every night. Maybe if we just cut it down to like 500 instead of 100,000, we'll have a better chance of winning. But Bucks get the dub, 113 to 102. Cam Reddish is a DMP uh, along with uh, Nate. Only Willie went nine guys deep tonight. Gallo getting the lion's share. Of the uh, the minutes off the bench, uh, Solo and Lou played 15, 17 minutes, and uh, the rookie on Yeko Kongu played nine minutes. I thought his nine minutes were really good. Like I, I you can make an you can make an argument that uh, he probably should have gotten more minutes. Uh, but I thought the rookie was really good defensively. I, I mean, he had a, a caught a alley oop. You know, you could argue that he got fouled on it, but. Thought the rookie was really good. So, shout out to Anyaka Okongwu. And uh, shout out to everybody that was talking trash about him, saying he was a bust when he was trying to figure that thing out. Y'all need to be patient. Let the dude, let the dude progress. You know what I'm saying? He going to be all right. Um, but, yeah. So, um, what we're going to do is take a quick little break. On the other side of the break, we're going to get into our segments, Good, Bad, and Ugly, Fab Five. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about takeaways and what – 
uh, where we go from now as far as this series is concerned. You're listening to the Hawksbeat Podcast, episode number 80. Episode number 80. We went really long on that segment, but it's all good, man. Thank you guys for thugging it out with us, uh, staying with us, and uh, we'll be right back. This segment is brought to you by Manscaped. What's up, guys? It's your man, Edub, to once again tell you about Manscaped. Fellas, listen, it's about to be springtime in the city. Temperatures are rising. One thing you don't want, sweat coming from your man bush below the belt. Let's keep it real. The good folks over at Manscaped are here for your springtime trim. Listen, they have the waterproof lawnmower 3.0. That's going to give you that smooth bush to tush cleanup that some of you are in desperately need of. Let's keep it real. Or maybe you just need the weed whacker. Manscaped state-of-the-art nose and hair trimmer. They have so many products from toners to deodorant to specially designed boxers. Manscaped is doing something special for just my listeners. Go to manscaped.com, use our promo code HAWKSBEAT. Again, it's manscaped.com, use our promo code for HAWKSBEAT for 20% off and free shipping. Manscaped, you'll be glad you did. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back. HAWKSBEAT Podcast, episode number 80, season 7, it's your man's E-Dub. Thank you guys for checking us out. And uh, we appreciate y'all, man. We appreciate y'all. I know we don't uh, get as many listens after a loss, but um, we appreciate those checking us out on this episode. So uh, just my takeaways from tonight's game. Uh, the ball's on the Hawks' corner, man. It's really in the Hawks' corner. And uh, next game is going to be a huge game. Now, let me say this also. By no means do I think this series is over. And I saw some folks already waving the white flag and saying, oh, man, I hope that the Suns beat the Bucks, and I hope they smash them. First of all, the Suns haven't put away the Clippers yet. So, like, why y'all say stuff like that? <laughs> like, why y'all say stuff like that, man? Like, y- y'all just refuse to let stuff play out. But uh, the ball is in the Hawks court, and they need to come out with some fire. And not just fire for the first you know, seven minutes of the first quarter, a sustained 48 minutes of fire, right? A sustained 48 minutes of fire. And Coach McMillan said after game two, he said, look, there's a there's a higher level that we need to get to, and the Hawks need to get there. Like, they need to get there. If they if we talking about winning the championship, and, and you know, you're going to have to get there. Regardless of if number 11's there or not, you're going to have to get there. No excuses. No excuses. Everybody's going to have to do a little bit more. And especially if number 11's not right, you're going to have to do a little bit more. All right? Um, Let's take a look at the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Now, uh, if you're new to the podcast, good, bad, and ugly is a, is a uh, part of the show where we just Take a look at the good, the bad, and the ugly for tonight. But um, if you're looking for the good in tonight's uh, matchup, if you're a Hawks fan, um, I will say this. 
and this is kind of just kind of like a little silver lining, I guess you could say. Uh, the good for me tonight, and I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go long term with this, and and bear with me on this. I'm gonna say the player, the play of Anyeka Okongwu, right? I'm gonna say the play of Anyeka Okongwu, the rookie, played nine minutes, had four points, two rebounds. Uh, he had a steal and a block shot. He was two for two from the field. He shot a hundred percent. And I think that when you look at the future of the Hawks, this is a guy that's going to be around. He's going to be around. And, you know, it's it, the money's probably going to get a little funny in another year or two. Right. Especially when, you know, John Collins has big paydays. You know, Clint Capella has a big price tag. The guy that is going to be here unquestionably is on Yoko Okonkwo. He's going to be here. And so I thought that he had a good night tonight and it was good to see the rookie shine in the minutes that he was there. So that was the good for me. Um, The bad to me. I'm going to go fourth quarter, man. Fourth quarter, uh, you didn't lose this game because I mean, yes, Chris Middleton went off, but you had your chances. Like, let's not, that's not, that's not twisted. Like, you had your chances. You got, you, you had plenty of shots. And Nate McMillan said after the game, he's like, "We got shots. We got good. We got good shots." Fourth quarter, the Milwaukee Bucks took eighteen shots. The Atlanta Hawks, they took eighteen shots. But they made 12 of them, and the Hawks made 7 of them. And that is a huge difference. Of that 18, the Hawks, uh, 8 of those were 3s, and you missed 7 of them. That's not good. The Bucks shot 6 threes, and they made 4 of them. So, I mean, Bucks made shots. You made shots. And when you shoot more threes than the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, and I know that's that's the type of league we're living in, uh, when everyone just shoots a ton of threes. The Bucks, uh, they shot twenty nine threes, and they usually average about thirty nine. Hawks usually average about thirty two, and they shot thirty seven. Um, I mean, I I, I, I always say teams shoot too many threes, but you know that's just what it is. But I ain't like that tonight. And the ugly tonight, of course, was Trey rolling his ankle. Just a freak accident. Uh, you hate to see that happen, but, you know, it is what it is. So that is the good, bad, and the ugly. As far as the Fab Five is concerned, the Fab Five is just uh, a time where we go <clears throat> and we pick out the best five players for the Hawks. And um, let's see if we can do that. Let's see if we can do that. Let's start with Trey, of course. Uh, Trey Young, 11 points. I mean, about to say 11 points. He's number 11. <laughs> That's why I'm thinking that. 35 points, four assists. Uh, Trey came out with some really good energy, especially before his uh, he went down with the ankle. Um, I really liked his play. Uh, of course, after he rolled the ankle, he didn't have that burst of speed. Uh, he just didn't have it, you know. And and I, and I credit McMillan for for sitting him down. Like, don't just leave him out there hobbling. You know what I mean? Like, don't just do that. Don't do that. So you know. Credit to McMillan for getting him up out of there. Um, 
Trey Young definitely makes the five five tonight. Kevin Herter, I thought he made the five five tonight. Uh, would have liked to see him put up a little bit more shots, and that's what I'm always talking about with Kevin. Like I'm, all, I'm good with you getting uh, some more shots. Uh, put up eleven shots tonight. Like I, I, to be honest, I'd rather see Kevin put up them sixteen shots uh, more so than Bogey. Like you know, you, you don't need to let Bogey put up more shots than you. You know, not right now. Not while, but not while he's on one leg. Don't be, don't be, don't be passive, Kevin. You know, go in there, take them shots. We'll, you, you, we'll live with you going uh, four for sixteen or whatever because you're healthy and you can, you can hit them things. Um, Kevin was good tonight. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna go John Collins, thirteen points, eight boards, even though he only played twenty three minutes. Got to stay on the court, John. Got to stay on the court. Got into foul trouble. Had five fouls tonight. Um. I'm going John Collins because I don't think Clint Capella necessarily had that good of a game to me. Uh, eight points, 11 boards. I mean, that's a typical Clint game, but I kind of expect more from him. Uh, so I'm going to go with those three for my starters, and I'm going to go with Gallo and Okongu off the bench. Uh, Gallo poured in 18 points tonight, 7 of 14. He made shots. You know, uh, you you can kind of question – uh, his, his uh, some of his defensive inefficiencies, but I mean that's who Gallo is. You know he's not gonna be down there locking nobody up. We know that. You know, but he did what he had to do. You know he gonna get them buckets. He did to the point of eighteen. I've already talked about on Yako Kongu. Uh, I just I, I I was just really impressed with his, his minutes tonight. So uh, for my take, that is the Fab Five for tonight. I'm gonna go Trey, Kevin, John, Gallinari, and on Yako Okongwu. And um, let's see. Now, I, I normally ask who is the player of the game. <clears throat> I don't know if anybody responded tonight. Like, I know that I normally don't get a lot of responses when I ask that. And I asked it, like, right after. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, let me check my mentions real quick. A lot of folks had a lot to say from the quotes that I was typing out. Uh, what I usually do is I, I type out quotes while I'm in the press conference. And I usually just stop when I start getting when they start asking redundant questions. But um, let's see who was the player of the game tonight. My guy, Dewan Goodwood, said not having Hunter on the wing. That's never really answered a question. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, let's see. Nobody really answered me tonight, man. My guy, ATL Ramasaki, said, uh, who did he say? He said, Big O, you know. Um, yeah, not much responses on the player of the game tonight, so I'm going to have to go solo dolo on this one. And... Uh, <clears throat> Player of the game. It's tough, man. It's tough. I'm going to go Gallinari. Gallinari, 18 points uh, off the bench, 35 minutes. I thought he really, he really went when his number was called, he did what he had to do. You know, John Collins with the, the fouls, and, and he had to get in there a little earlier. But uh, he did what he had to do, 18 points. And, uh, you know, he, he, he did his best against Giannis and, and Brooke Lopez down there. But uh, Giannis is not an easy cover, neither is Brooke Lopez. But I thought the 18 points he gave was very, very much needed for the Atlanta Hawks. So uh, that is the player of the game. 
That is the Fab Five. And that is the good, the bad, and the ugly. Going to go to the final segment after this quick break. Uh, you're listening to the Hawk Sweet Podcast, episode 80, season 7. It's your man's E-Dub. We'll be right back. This segment is brought to you by Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Custom jewelry ships straight to your doorstep. Every piece will be uniquely yours. So if you are looking for some custom bracelets or necklaces, go see our guy Jonathan at TillmansTrinketsAndThings.com. Again, that's TillmansTrinketsAndThings.com. Tell him the Hawksbeat sent you. You'll be happy you did. This segment is brought to you by Dow Family Wellness. Are you dealing with pain? No, I'm not talking about the pain when your team loses a ball game. I'm talking about back pain, neck pain. <laughs> well, listen, you need to go see our guy, Dr. Rick, the chiropractor of the Hawks Beat Podcast. Whether you've been in an auto accident, you may be an expecting mother, suffering from migraines, any type of neck pain or back pain. Dr. Rick is here to help. Dr. Rick and the good folks over at Dow Family Wellness use the latest in computerized technology to diagnose your issues and they have affordable cash plans. Here's what he's doing for our listeners. Consultation, exam, digital pics, computer scans, and an adjustment all for $37. Yep, I said it first time visit, $37. So call our guy, Dr. Rick. 470-395-3478. That's 470-395-3478. Stop letting that pain fester. Call Dr. Rick at Dow Family Wellness. Tell him the Hawks Beat sent you and take the first step to living pain-free. All right, folks, we are back. Um, Just recapping. Game three of the Eastern Conference Finals. Milwaukee Bucks take care of the Atlanta Hawks 113-102. to Next game is on Tuesday. Uh, no rest for the weary, really. Uh, this time of year, you really only have like that one day. Uh, and then it's back at it again. So, um, again, like we said, Trey is going to be getting an MRI tomorrow. He's going to be getting treatment. And um, when we hear something, man, we'll let y'all know something. But uh, game four is going to be happening, <laughs> whether Trey is playing or not. It is going down. Um, Tuesday, back in Atlanta at 8.30 p.m. And listen, whoever scheduled these 8.30 p.m. games, we need to have a conversation. Like, we need to have a conversation. Like, it's currently like 12.30, almost 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm doing this pod. And I don't mind doing a pod late at night. You know, I actually probably do my best pods late at night. But these 8.30 start times on a Sunday, bruh, bruh, come on, work with me. Work with me. Give me give me a little matinee action. Give me a little 3 o'clock action, a little 4 o'clock action. We can make that happen. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, not a fan of these eight o'clock, eight thirty games. Uh, game four again it's Tuesday. Uh, they probably fly out after that game, and uh, so they can get to Milwaukee quick. Because uh, game four, I mean game five, in back in Milwaukee Thursday 
at 8.30. So we know at least this will go to game five. If a game six is necessary, uh, it will be Saturday at, again, 8.30. But, yeah, man. So <sighs> final takeaways is this, man. And, and, I, and I say this. I'm not going to put too much stock into what a lot of fans are saying right now. Uh, I saw a lot of disparaging tweets about Nate McMillan. Uh, and it's, you know, it's emotional judgments, and I understand it. But, uh, my gosh, man, like, you know, <laughs> give the man give the man a little break, you know? Give the man a little break for y'all trying to run him out of town. Um, again, I, I think that some of the questions are, val- are valid. Uh, the John Collins questions about um, keeping him on the bench. The questions about Bogey and his amount of playing time. Uh, I could even see if, if, if I could even see those who have a gripe about having Cam Reddish play more. But again, keep in mind that the guy hasn't played in four months. He hasn't played in four months. So you know. But I mean, if that's your gripe, but that's the hill you want to die on. Like by all means, do you? <laughs> but the Hawks are definitely have their backs up against the wall, and uh, we'll see how they react, man. We'll see how they react. This, this series is far from over, in my opinion. I don't. I don't. It's one game. It's one game. You know. Um, we'll see what happens in Game Four. All right. We'll see what happens in Game Four. Thank you guys for checking out the Hawksweet Podcast again. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Give us five stars. We would greatly appreciate it. We'll put something in the mail for you and the kids. <laughs> but like we always say at the end of every pod, God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. So. You don't know him, you need to find him, show him love, because that is all he is showing you. L-O-V-E love. We out. Peace. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.